Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. You've lost that driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. The USA in your Chevrolet, America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Good morning, everyone. It's Andy Bowersox here filling in for Robbie Dillmore, the regular Christian car guy on a kind of dreary, rainy Saturday morning. It's actually been a while since I've been in here to fill in for Robbie, and I'm still trying to process all that music they had at the beginning. I don't know where Robbie comes up with this stuff. But uh, anyway, good to be with you here this morning. we got a studio full of guests. And uh, for those of you that don't remember or I've not had the pleasure to speak with before, I lead a ministry, typically, when I'm not helping Robbie here, I lead a ministry called Energize Ministries, which is all about providing preventive and proactive care for pastors and other ministry leaders. This being October, it, uh, October is Clergy Appreciation Month, so uh, Robbie thought it might be nice if I could fill in while he's on vacation and just share a little bit about that with you. So before we get to our guest, um, I want to tell you about something we're doing really cool. It is October, uh, it's Pastor Appreciation Month, so our ministry every year produces what we call a Pray for Your Pastor bus tour. We travel the country canvassing different areas, uh, creating awareness, bringing in, uh, bringing in certain programs and, and, um, and recognition and, and an ability to help the church at large be better or more actively reinvesting in their leadership. And so, uh, so the Pray for Your Pastor message has kind of become a banner of our ministry. And uh, this month, we are taking that banner to Facebook through social media. So right now, I want to give you guys a chance to get involved with that. The, uh, the Pray for Your Pastor Challenge, all of you guys that listen to Facebook or follow social media challenges, it's kind of become a trendy thing to do, right? It started maybe a year or two ago with the Ice Bucket Challenge, and there's been lots of other 
challenges that have come down the line. So we want to try and create this wave of prayer. Actually, we've already started on it. It's been it's been going pretty well. But uh, the Pray for Your Pastor Challenge, it, uh, it's three things, basically. We're asking you to post a short prayer or a picture of a prayer or even a video of a prayer for your pastor online. Uh, it can be short, just uh, maybe a popcorn prayer, one or two sentences. But then, uh, you know, let, let uh, tag your friends, tag three friends in there, ask them to do the same, and make sure that you use the hashtag PFYP challenge. It stands for Pray for Your Pastor Challenge. So uh, PFYP challenge, that's the hashtag. I'm going to give you a chance if, uh, if you guys are listening now and can do that before the end of this program for anyone that does we will send out a pastor appreciation care kit to you directly to, uh, to, to, you, to you to give as a gift of appreciation for your own pastor. So uh, anyway, if you wanted to call in and talk to us about that, uh, let us know that you've done it. The uh, number here at the studio is 866-34-TRUTH, 866-34-TRUTH, or it's 866-348-7884. Uh, let us know that you're taking part in the Facebook Pray For Your Pastor Challenge and uh, we'd love to see your post. So next thing, uh, before we get to our guests, I want to tell you about, uh, about an awakening event that is coming to Winston-Salem October 29th. If you're in the triad area here, this is a citywide prayer and praise event. Uh, there are several areas that uh, our ministry is actually one of the hosts of this thing, and so there are several areas of leadership, not just in pastors and church leadership, but several areas of leadership we are focusing on. Those areas are education in the, uh, in the first responder, police, fire, and EMS categories, our elected officials, and then uh, certainly our pastors and, and church leadership. We are sending out invitations all over the triad for that. We'd love to have you join us. If you are connected to, uh, to people that, are, that, are in, that serve in those areas, we'd love to have you come bring them as guests. And uh, actually, it's a free event for everyone, but we do want to recognize and honor them October 29th at the Awakening. It's uh, it's a prayer and praise event, and then we will celebrate with a special concert at the end of that. Details for all of that information are on our website, energizedministries.com, or you can find it on Facebook as well. So, Christian Car Guy program, here we are. You know Robbie always brings unique guests, and so I've brought some unique guests of my own here today. They are the Bird family, the entire Bird family here, Mike and Janice, Bird are in the studio with us, along with Matthew and Nathan, and uh, we're going to talk to them in just a minute. And then we also have none other than Bryce Kenny. Bryce Kenny is a monster truck driver, and then a little while we're going to hear from him. He's one of the guys that you see smashing cars, jumping crazy. Uh, I don't even know how high they go, way up in the air. But uh, but anyway, he's on television on a fairly regular basis, probably ESPN, some of these other channels. He's going he's gonna to fill me in on all the details and fill you guys in. But uh, looking forward to hearing his story. And, uh, and right now we're going we're gonna to start by talking to Matthew right now. Matthew is the oldest son of the Bird family. And Matthew, you work for an organization called Feed the Hunger. And I want you just to share with our listeners a little bit about what that is, what your responsibilities are, and, uh, and what, kind of, what kind of things you have coming up. All right. Uh, thanks, Andy, for uh, inviting us on here today. And um, I guess by extension to Robbie, who uh, didn't know we were going to be on here. So anyway, um, yeah, like Andy said, I work with a uh, organization called Feed the Hunger. Uh, it's an evangelical mission organization. We're based in Burlington, North Carolina. And we've been doing ministry both um, in America and internationally for almost 50 years now. So our 50th anniversary is coming up in 2018. 
So um, our name reflects our mission statement. So our mission is to feed spiritual and physical hunger in the needy, wherever they are. Um, we feed physical hunger primarily through these uh, food packing events where you may have seen people coming together, packing rice and beans and vitamins, things like that, into these meal packets, which are then distributed to at least uh, five countries and several U.S. states. Um, uh, we also feed the spiritual hunger, mainly through distribution of Bibles and other Christian resources in people's native languages through our partners in those countries. So it's a great, uh, it's a great relationship we have with a lot of our partners and that's what really allows us to to do the ministry. What when you say you feed the the feed the packets, how does that actually work, Matthew? I'm I'm familiar. I've seen some of the packathons, but how does that work? And, and explain a little bit more detail on how people can get involved with it. All right. Well, um, what what happens is a group of volunteers, usually a church or a civic group, a business, something like that, um, will come together and say we want we want to help feed people. So we talk back and forth, figure out how many meals they're talking about, what's their, um, and what's the overall, the overall budget for this project. And what they'll do is um, people will come in and pay uh, about 65 to $68, depending on the, the group. Um, they'll pay this money, which covers the cost of all the food that they'll pack that day, all the shipping, and all the distribution. So um, we'll get a group of 50 to 100 to 200 people, just any size group will uh, will work. And they work together for two hours in a very high energy, uh, motivated atmosphere. There's a lot of music, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges, a lot of fun going on. And at the end, we end up with uh, these pallets of food that are ready to go on a container and be shipped um, anywhere in the world, really. Great. So. Listen, we have, a, we have a caller that's called in. Oh, sorry, a caller law, we just lost him there already. <laughs> But uh, so let's talk a little bit about the distribution for that, Matthew. This is the Christian Car Guy program, and uh, we always have to try some kind of tie-ins to vehicles, transportation. That's, uh, that's one of the themes here. So uh, tell us about when you get these things packed up, how are they actually distributed? Well, that's a, a good, good thing to talk about because in almost every stage of our food packing, we have to have vehicles. They're absolutely essential to what we do. Um, so for distribution, what happens is after these events, uh, either... Uh, somebody on staff or one of our, our partners that we work with who has a trucking company will take the food from the event back to our warehouse in Graham, North Carolina. Um, now from there, once we accumulate enough to fill a 53-foot uh, trailer or a uh, shipping container, that container or truck will come to the warehouse. Um, we'll load it up. We have guys on staff who do that. Um, and then that truck will go to either um, Miami or Norfolk or different places depending on where in the world it's going to end up so it's a um, and once it's in those countries we have our uh, distribution network on the ground in each of those places and you wouldn't believe the vehicles they use to deliver this stuff it's you know trucks and cars and motorcycles and whatever else they that has wheels basically um, when, when you say delivery like approximately how many meals are we talking about here uh, we're talking a full container is 276,480 meals. 276,000 meals delivered by every type of vehicle, two wheels, four wheels, three wheels, one wheel sometimes. Some, sometimes with legs. So, yeah, you're but, right. Uh, yeah, we'll hear more about it when we come back. And also we'll hear from Bryce Kenny, driver of the Monster Mutt, Monster Mutt, Monster Truck. Talk to you soon.
Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy radio program. My name is Andy Bowersox. I am filling in for Robbie Dillmore today. If you're just tuning in, uh, I lead a ministry that provides preventive and proactive pastoral care. And we are in the midst of a social media challenge right now. It's called the Pray for Your Pastor Challenge. The hashtag for that is PFYP Challenge. We'd love to have you join us. It's real simple. You post a short prayer, a picture of a short prayer, or even a video of a prayer, a way that you're praying for your pastor or a pastor that is near and dear to you. You mentioned Pastor Appreciation Month and uh, ask your friends to join in, tag your friends in this challenge, and uh, use the hashtag PFYP Challenge. We will send out a pastor care package to anybody that joins us while before this program is over. Just let us know, and I uh, look forward to seeing your posts about that. Additionally, I want to mention before we get back to our guests, the awakening of prayer and praise that is coming to Winston-Salem. This is a citywide, community-wide uh, prayer and praise gathering where we will celebrate together the work that God's doing in our home city right here, as well as uh, lift our voices in, in uh, prayer and petitions for leadership in, uh, in a variety of areas, but uh, certainly with our families our education system, in our first responder community, and with our government. So you can find details about that uh, here at truthnetwork.com or at energizedministries.com as well, and we'd love to see you join us for that. So back to our guests, we have the Bird family in the studio today. We just heard a little bit from Matthew, (coughs) excuse me, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit with Matthew's mother right now who helps out in a very unique NASCAR-related ministry. And then uh, and as soon as we come back from that, we are going to get to our star of the show today, Mr. Bryce Kenny, who is the driver of a monster truck, ones you see on television crushing cars and making these super leaps in the air. So if any of you listening, if you have a question, if you ever wanted to talk to a real-life monster truck driver and hear what it's like, call us, 866-34-TRUTH. Number to call in, 866-34-TRUTH or 866-348-7884. Love to hear from you, and uh, we will get you on the air to ask any kind of question you want about what it's like to be behind the wheel of a monster truck. And we'll, that's uh, that's coming up soon. But before we get to that, Janice Bird, yes, you're a longtime friend of mine. I see you at the racetracks for lots of events, and since we are on the Christian Car Guy radio program, we want to talk about your experience and your family's experience in uh, what it's like to use the attraction of cars and racing to help spread the gospel. So tell us, how'd you get involved with that and what does it look like? I got involved with that through Andy Bowersocks and another friend of ours, Larry George, who sort of, I don't know, backhandedly introduced us to Auto Racing Outreach. Auto Racing Outreach is a ministry that's probably in one of the largest mission fields in the United States. They work in campgrounds and they work on the racetrack at nascar events so there are thousands and thousands of people who attend nascar races and there are lots of people in the campgrounds every year let me stop you just a second i love the fact that you just referred to the racing community as a mission field right there it is i don't know if i've ever actually heard that but that is so true you know any any weekend could be anywhere from 50 to a hundred thousand or more people gathered together and that is a significant mission field so i love it keep keep going it's huge um Greg Berkey heads the Ministry of Auto Racing Outreach. He will set up this weekend, for example, he will be at Rock City Campground in Charlotte, North Carolina, because there's supposed to be a race tonight if Matthew, the Hurricane Matthew, cooperates. 
There should be one tomorrow with Xfinity. But he will set up in the campground, and they will provide clean Christian entertainment all weekend for the families. They will provide meals with uh, the Raceway Ministries organization. They will have worship services while people are coming in and out. And just, you know, people think, well, that's no big deal. Well, maybe it's not, but last May they had somewhere 10 or 12 people who accepted Christ through that weekend through the ministries at the campground. His other ministry takes place in the fan zone, which is over right across from the racetrack in most of these locations. He is over there with all the big-name sponsors and all his wonderful things. They have a show truck. This year it's the number 66 truck driven by Jordan Anderson with Camping World Series. And, yes, I do know it's a Chevrolet Silverado. We won't they, hold that against you. They keep, think keep I, going. They think I don't know anything about cars and trucks, but I do. I live in a male family. Anyway, um, he will have a place, a tent set up in the fan zone. And in that tent, there will be postcards with driver pictures on them. And on the back side, we'll have driver stats and testimonies. And people will stop by just to pick up driver pictures and we hope they will get a little bit of that testimony on the back when they take it home and read it he also has the show truck there and there can be a crowd of you know eight or ten people standing around but when he cranks it up there are a hundred people within probably 30 seconds yeah when you when you talk about the fan zone I, I think it's great that again i love i love your reference to call this a mission field right here but the fan zone for those of you that are not nascar fans is basically a mobile city that comes around from track to track and has, if you think of cities and you think of retail components and business components and industrial components, all the different sectors of, of, uh, of society that make up a city and a, and a functioning body, it all happens right there in the fan zone too. There, there's restaurants, that might be a loose term, but there, there's food places in there <laughs> anyway, and, uh, and attractions, retail attractions, there's a lot of commerce that happens there. So it's always a very busy place, a lot of people, and and it's a great opportunity. I've seen I've seen ARO in action over there. I've seen you guys doing your thing. So uh, so yeah, it's a great way to interact. Can you is there any particular stories? People love to hear stories of somebody that came around, some impact that you've had on your life. Is there anything that comes to mind for any of you guys, Nathan and Mike? You guys are kind of sitting off in the back, being quiet back there. But uh, any of you have a story that comes to mind of uh, of something unique or or an interaction that happened? While, uh, while you were there, either at the, in the campground or in the fan zone. Oh, you'll have to tell me when we come back. we got a, we got another commercial coming up. But uh, think about it, and we'll come back to that when we come back from the break. Hey guys, welcome back to the Christian Car Guy radio program. My name is Andy Bowersocks. I am your guest host today while Robbie is out enjoying some fishing on vacation. For those of you who are just now tuning in again, I lead a ministry 
that provides care for pastors. It's called Energize Ministries. And we are in the midst of a social media challenge right now. This is your fantastic opportunity to join us Saturday morning. It's raining right here, so if you've got nothing better to do outside, hop on your computer and show us a picture of how you are praying for your pastor. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. We'd love to have you join us on this. It's called the Energized Ministries Pray for Your Pastor Challenge. Hashtag PFYP Challenge. Show us a picture, a video, or a quick prayer of a way that you're praying for your pastor or another pastor that you are just, uh, maybe maybe the Lord lays on your heart today to pray for. But uh, we'd love to see you do that. If you can get it up before the end of the program, we are sending out free Pastor Appreciation Care kits. Just let us know that you've done it. So in the studio today, we've got the Bird family that's involved with different areas of automotive ministry from delivering uh, meals and, uh, and spiritual food as well around the world through Feed the Hunger. We are just talking with Janice uh, Bird about uh, ARO and their outreach. And then uh, Janice is going to share a quick story, and then we are going to jump to Bryce Kenny, driver of the Monster Mutt Monster Truck. So, Janice, before we left, you were going to give us a story involving the race truck and how that impacts people's lives. So let's hear it. All right. During the summer, Greg usually takes a couple of weeks off from the racetrack and takes the truck around to different churches for a NASCAR-themed vacation Bible school. So this past summer, he was in a church for, I think, three nights. The first night, these two young boys walked by, and, of course, the truck drew them in, especially when he cranks it up. I mean, they they just came by. They were all fascinated by it. So they invited them into Bible school. Well, the next night they came back and brought their cousins, and the next night they came back and brought more people, and... By the end of the week, four of the boys had been saved. So it's it's just what they use. I mean, you use a truck to get them there, use whatever means you have to get them there, and then give them the gospel. And I think during the two weeks, they said they had 10 children who came to Christ because of a race truck. How about that? You make a loud noise. I'm not sure that's the noise that the psalmist was talking about when he said make a loud noise. But you nevertheless, it's a loud noise today, and it and actually led to some salvation not just one time, but many times, and it continues to as uh, as Greg Berkey travels around with ARO. So, all right, guys, a lot of you have been waiting to hear from Mr. Bryce Kenny, our monster truck driver. How exciting to have Bryce in the studio today! And uh, Bryce, I want to I want to just tag on to that. During the break, we were talking about why you do what you do, and you made the same comment that Genesis is. So, tell tell us why you do it, and then I've got a whole host of questions of how you got into it and uh and what it's like well thank you first of all for having me and, and this is an absolute pleasure and uh, i loved listening to janice and matthew talk about this stuff and and they're exactly right i mean you know one of the reasons why i've always been into racing um is because of that that mission field and it really is it's a battlefield honestly and uh, it's a lot of folks that have uh grown up and maybe maybe they even grew up went, going to church or in some way shape or form they uh, a lot of people that that you interact with at the racetrack, a lot of times they've, you know, they've had some type of interaction with the church and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Um, and so I think there's, there's that much more to overcome a lot of times. And so, uh, the platform that comes along, just like Janice was talking about is, is to me is unparalleled. So you've experienced the loud noise that draws people's attention. And, uh, and if you can use it and be responsible with the, with that responsibility God's given you, it's an absolute way to help further the gospel and draw people closer to Christ. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. Because and, and there's something about it too, and I like to call it, um, I like to call it an assault on the senses. 
That's kind of a tagline. It is, isn't it? And <laughs> it, anyone, it fits. Actually. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you go to a NASCAR event, you go to a Monster Jam event, you go to a professional drag racing event. Um, you know, it, it. I like to say, you know, the, the the best memories that you make are when more of your senses are are affected, or I like to say, assaulted. Right. I mean, if you go to uh, a, a professional drag race, which is my background, we can get into that in a minute, but. Uh, you know, you go and, and watch a top fuel dragster go down the the, the track at you know ten thousand horsepower going by you, and you know you, you you what you see doesn't make sense. You know what you hear, you can't hear for about two minutes after because your ears are ringing. Uh, you know what you what you uh, smell is some of the the nitromethane that's going by you is 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 just hard to even uh, stomach for some people, um, and you feel something in your chest. I mean, those top fuel cars put off a. Uh, 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 on the Richter scale that, that measures earthquakes, it measures a 2.0 up to a mile away. So when it goes by One you, mile radius earthquake right there. Actually. That's so right. be a two mile radius earthquake. That's right, right yeah. So I mean, when you feel that, you don't forget it, you know, and you're doing all that while you're eating cotton candy or something. I don't know. So you affect all the all the senses, and that's what is so meaningful. That That's, you know, it's the same for a non-believer as, as it is for a believer. They still get assaulted. <laughs> okay, so... You guys can't see Bryce in the studio here. He is a young guy, and so I'm looking at Jerry. How in the world did you get into the seat of one of these monster trucks? That well, I'll ask you some specific G-forces and details about that in a minute, but give us a little bit about it. You mentioned racing in your past. Mm -hmm. How in the world did you get to that spot? So I've always been in racing because my grandfather, he started driving old uh, cars, I think Oldsmobiles, actually on rundown airstrips in the 1960s. And so for the last 50 plus years, my family's been involved and um, he owned a drag strip up in Kentucky for a number of years. 2001, um, he bought a top fuel operation. And so I started out uh, as, a, as a, a clutch guy. Actually, I started out cleaning the car, let's be honest. And uh, about 15 years old, they actually let me start working on the, the dragster. I uh, started pulling the clutch out for them and uh, did the bottom end at one point, pulled a, pulled a cylinder head off for him. Um, and then at 18 years old, he stopped driving. I started driving the top fuel car. Um, and got to drive that for about three years. We did match races. We started a ministry doing that and a number of things that we were very passionate about. And and it just ultimately about 2011, um, we ended up having to sell it. You know, I think the 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 uh, the economic, economic issues. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it affected it. a whole lot of people. That's for sure, and it affected us too. And so uh, we needed to sell it. And uh, <laughs> I believe it or not, this is how cool God is. I hosted. I played soccer in college. I was a Division One athlete, um, and I hosted. A gentleman by the name of Morgan Kane. Morgan Kane grew up with the Gravedigger family out in Currituck, North Carolina. And uh, long story short, in 2011, he was driving and he found out we had sold everything. And he said, Bryce, you need to call this individual at Feld Entertainment, which owns Monster Jam, and you need to talk about them. Uh, they, they, he's the guy that puts people in the truck. I, I had never been to a Monster Jam event up until that point. Uh, I ever, everything I'd ever done was on asphalt. Uh, nothing about, you know, uh, nothing about jumping in the air. If we were in the air in a dragster one day, that's a bad day. That's bad, that's bad news. That's a real yeah. bad day. So, uh, but I, I called them up four years later. Okay, four years later, they called me back, 2015, um, and they said, "Hey, you know, we've had your stuff all this time. We were interested in you coming to test a Monster Jam truck. Are you interested?" And I said, "Wait, are are you? Yes, of course. You want to fly me up to 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 uh, give one of these a whirl? Absolutely. Of course, I'm interested. Who would say no to that? Yeah. Well." My mother might say no to that, but uh, <laughs> and your mother might say no for that, for that matter. But yeah, okay, so go on. Yeah, so uh, 2015 uh, did a, a number. There, there's actually something called Monster Jam University, believe it or not, and uh, it it it's where we get to go up, and it's in Paxton, Illinois, um, and it's owned by Feld Entertainment, Monster Jam, and 
Um, we for a full week we go out there and learn how to drive one of these monster jam trucks and we do media training we do all sorts of different stuff but um, they get us ready for that upcoming season this past year 2016 january through about may time frames are really our our, our actual season um, and that was that was my first year i was a rookie this past so year this, so this is your you're coming into your second season that's right, right now mm-hmm. how many people are in the monster jam arena right there not the, not the fans but how many different drivers are there for these trucks so feld owns there's probably about i want to say about 100 trucks total wow um, feld owns about 60 um, they'll do about 400 shows in 20 countries and a lot of people don't know it's that large i didn't know it was that large 400 monster truck shows in 20 different countries. That's right, in one year. That's right. So that is a big platform. That's a big platform. God's given you a big voice to yes. share, to use. That's right, yeah. And, and and I think about that every day. And, you know, one of the best things about this experience, too, you know, with Top Fuel going away, I mean, that was my that was my dream. That was my vision. I still believe I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll always be involved in Top Fuel at some point. Maybe I'll maybe God will bring it back into my life. Um, but I'll, I'll say this. That going away like it did, it was hard. It was really hard on our family. And having to kind of let that go, let that dream, you know, kind of set that dream aside. The fact that he has brought me back into motorsports in a way that I just never perceived, it always tells me, first of all, he, you know, God can do all kinds of crazy, awesome stuff. And uh, wherever that takes me, it'll, it'll take me where he wants me to go. But at the end of the day, too, I'm, I'm enjoying every single time I jump back up in the, into that truck for a run because I know that it could all be over at any point. Maybe he has me do something else. Um, so I never take it for granted. Let me let me stop you just so it's a great reminder. You know, we talk about as Christians, we talk about the ways that God is always at work behind the scenes of our lives. Right. In this case, this is kind of an extraordinary case. And I'm still thinking of your assault on the census term, but I love it. But, you know, here's here's an example. You had no idea what's coming. And everybody that's listening, all of us in the studio, we all have stories and examples of things that only God can do. Right. And it, I love these reminders. I love the tie in to Christian car guy and the motorsports aspect of it. So when we come back, I want to ask you some technical questions. If you have technical questions, unique questions for Bryce, call us 866-34-TRUTH, 866-34-TRUTH. We're going to get into the real details, the horsepower, the tire grip, the track grip, all that sort of thing when we come back. Good morning, everyone. Andy Bauer Socks here with Energized Ministries, filling in as a guest host for Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy. Robbie's on vacation, and this being Pastor Appreciation Month, we are focusing on encouraging and supporting our pastors for a few minutes here. The Pray for Your Pastor Challenge is up and alive at Energized Ministries' Facebook page. If you've not participated in that yet, We'd love to see you post a quick prayer, a short prayer for your pastor, and uh, you can hashtag PFYP for that. Challenge your friends to join us. We have been in the studio this morning. The last segment, we were talking to Bryce Kenny, driver of the Monster Mutt Monster Truck. So, Bryce, you gave us a little bit of your testimony, how you got there, how you're using this platform to uh, to reach people and, and share your testimony, draw them closer to Christ through this very unique arrangement that you've got I want to offer one more time, if uh, if you have technical questions that you'd love to hear what it's like firsthand to be in one of these monster trucks, you can call us right now, 866-34-TRUTH. It's 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. So, Bryce, yeah. here you are. 
you come out if you came from a, a top fuel racing background mm-hmm. what's the horsepower first of all of a top fuel car yeah top fuel they, they actually just came out and said that uh they no longer believe that it's only eight thousand horsepower they've actually just realized that they don't think that they have been able to track the actual horsepower so they think it's actually closer to about twelve thousand horsepower on a top fuel truck well, it's a lot either a way. lot yes how's it compare with a monster truck so it's you know it, it's so different i always like to say it, it's all about the application of power um, very different feelings, of course. Um, when you know when that top fuel dragster launched off the line, it was one of the most unique feelings. And about 300 feet out, when that uh, that that motor was putting all 12,000 horsepower to the back tires, because uh, it's a little bit delayed, um, but uh, that that feeling got a little bit scary. So the Monster Jam truck is it's different because it's on dirt. You know, it's slick. It's uh, a little bit more difficult to apply that power. You know, we've got big 66-inch tall BKT tires that are trying to put 2,000 horsepower in that Monster Jam truck, which I know after talking about 12,000 horsepower doesn't sound like a lot. 2,000 is still a lot. But uh, 2,000 In a a very tight arena, usually. Yes, very tight arena in a uh, 10,000-pound machine. And so that's where all of a sudden the torque that comes up with those Monster Jam trucks are unbelievable. But I think what blows my mind is just the the Monster Jam's truck's ability to accelerate into the air, weighing as much as it does, with massive tires like it has. It is just an unreal feeling. But it is funny because you kind of drive with your butt. You kind of like feel it coming up through, through the now, bottom of the truck. Speaking of which, are you suspended <laughs> in these things? I've seen some of these like behind the scenes or the Discovery Channel shows about some of this stuff. So you, are you actually in a seat or is it in a net type thing? You no, said? so I am I am in a seat. I'm, a, I'm in a, uh, a seat that's actually built uh, for me specifically. It's an ISP seat, and uh, it's it's definitely bolted to the truck, thankfully, yes. So it's <laughs> is, is there shocks or something on it? Like what keeps you from breaking your neck when you bounce up and down? Yeah, so they have hydraulic shocks, and you're exactly right. That's the reason why we're able to do what we do is because of the suspension setups on these Monster Jam trucks. It's unbelievable what they've been able to do, but – um, it is. You know, it's funny, too, because uh, the higher you go up in the air, the more those hydraulic shocks have an opportunity to expand so that they have more ability to cushion the, the drop when you actually fall. So it's actually easier to go 30 feet in the air. It's a little bit softer on the landing than it is 10 feet, which doesn't make sense. But that's uh, how it happens. Those hydraulic shocks are just unbelievable. Okay, so i got to ask you, you're in this very tight arena I've seen it on television. You do these donuts and the and these super jumps and endos sometimes. Yep. Has there been a close call <laughs> in your world right there where it's maybe scared the audience and you at the same time? Yes, yeah, and that's that's actually the best parts of the show. Uh, and and it's not always the close calls are the best. The close parts. calls, yeah. Now I've definitely rolled it plenty of times. That's for sure. Um, but it's it's great because it's a it's a you know it's it's meant to put on a, a great show. These trucks are meant to put on as, as, as big and as bad of a show as we can possibly do. And that's what we go up there to train for as well. But, yeah, when it's, you know, it, let's get honest. I mean, people, a lot of people go to the races hoping something crashes. The good thing is Monster Jam trucks, we can roll them over, you know, crawl right out of it. They can flip it back over, and we hop right back in and get back, back, back at it. I, I just cannot imagine what it's like to be in there back and forth. All right, how about this? What, tell me, tell me a little bit about the season first of all, mm-hmm. so that everybody's listening can now watch. When, when, when does it start? When do they get televised? And give me like approximately how many how many events are there? So there's uh, it depends on every single tour. There's actually about seven or now I think there might be eight Monster Jam tours this coming year. Um, there's two Fox Sports One tours, um, and there's three what they're calling the AMS Oil Triple Threat Monster Jam series. 
Um, I am going to be on one of the Amsoil uh, Triple Threat Monster Jam series, which essentially is in the in the Coliseums, right? Just like you had mentioned, and uh, and I think I've got 15 events, I believe, that are going to be a part of that. It starts the second week in January, and it'll run actually through the end of April. Our big kind of Super Bowl event is in Las Vegas. It's in March, and I think it's 23rd through the 25th. Uh, but it is our World Finals. It is what everything is built up. Uh, to try to get to, and uh, and hopefully this year I'll, I'll have, have a shot at least at being in what they call the Young Guns Shootout, uh, which they get all the all the rookies in there and have a race off, if you will, and try to make the big show for Saturday. So, have you have you traveled outside of the country yet for one of these shows? So yeah, so I've been to uh, I think I did three, maybe four events actually in Canada this year. Which when we were driving, when we were racing Top Fuel uh, in the IHRA series, we actually. Um, went to Canada quite a bit as well. So, yep, we went to Canada a couple times. And that was a blast as well. I love going overseas for this. They're actually, Monster Jam currently is in Australia this weekend. So, of course, I'm not there. Um, but they, yeah, they they hit about 20 countries every single year. Very cool. All right, last question about this, the detail part. I know that when you were in racing, that was very intensive on your schedule, yes. right? A lot of shop work, a lot of maybe midnight hours or 2 a.m. hours working on things, getting ready. What's the schedule like now that you've sort of maybe – I don't know, maybe even call it graduated to the to this monster truck thing. Is it easier? Is it harder? What's it like? So the, the actual uh, aspect of getting to the races, all of that is much easier, I'll say, because I'm flying in Thursday night and I'm driving the truck all weekend. I'm not allowed to uh, work on it. They don't want me to. They've got uh, great, you know, very trained individuals um, that are able to, to, to get that done as well. So um, then I'll fly back either Sunday night or, or Monday morning. So it, it's definitely a, it's a lot easier on on me both physically and mentally and it's a lot easier on the family too thankfully very cool well if you want to know more about it you can google bryce kenny and the monster mutt truck and uh and what was it well give me the give me the main site monsterjam.com yeah monsterjam.com i'm on instagram with bryce underscore kenny um and facebook is facebook.com slash bryce kenny mj as in monster jam yeah there you go okay so there you guys can check him out so if you've been listening for the last hour you know we've been talking about the energized ministries pray for your pastor challenge and uh right now I'm actually going to take part of that myself. Me being the director of Energized Ministries, I've actually committed to every day to be part of uh, of praying for pastors around the country. We our ministry leads uh, leads this leads this pastoral care charge, and so I know a lot of pastors, more than thirty, but uh, but I'm picking thirty. And today, I actually want to pray for my own pastor as part of my daily pray for your pastor commitment. His name is Aaron Martin. He's fairly new to our church. He's our new senior pastor. So uh, if you guys will indulge me with that, we're going to do it right now. I encourage you to join in to take part of the PFYP. That's the hashtag, Pray for Your Pastor Challenge. But uh, we sort of want to close out our show with that prayer and then uh, then just a quick recap with Matthew. So uh, join me as I just pray for our own senior pastor, Aaron Martin. So, Father, I thank you for Pastor Martin and for his wife, Emily, that have come to our church. Lord, I ask you to, uh, to help them get integrated, to make new friendships, to make, uh, make good connections in our congregation, in our church. I pray that you bless him with a timeless abundance of your wisdom. God, give him joy and strength in his ministry. Please use his words to clearly present your words and give him an unexplainable courage in the days ahead to protect his integrity and help our church, God, to balance our expectations with him. I thank you for bringing him to us. I pray, God, that you help us to increase this uh, culture of care that we all further embrace. Um, your word, God, and our commitment and our responsibility as parishioners to be lifting them up. So. Guys, it sounds like we're actually out of time. Please check out feedthehunger.com. It's at feedthehunger.com.org. Okay, so you'll hear more about 
from Matthew uh, from the Bird family. Feedthehunger.org, Bryce Kenny on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, by all means, check out Energize Ministries. Get involved with the Pray for Your Pastor Challenge. Thank you for uh, for listening today, and uh, look forward to being with you again.